Welcome to the Local Podcast. I'm your host, Clay Berkland. My guest today is Beth Massa with the South Dakota Community Foundation. Uh, Beth, thank you for being on the Local Podcast. Well, thank you for the invitation, and I'm happy to be here. So I'm pretty new to the South Dakota Community Foundation, and maybe some of our listeners are as well. Uh, Maybe you can just give me some background about how it started and what it's developed into over time. I'd love to. The South Dakota Community Foundation is in its 36th year of existence, and uh, we started with a vision by Governor George Mickelson at the time, who wanted to find a way to sustain uh, South Dakota communities. And um, that kind of um, just took off, and within a very short period of time, uh, the Community Foundation was born, mainly because of a challenge by the 3M Foundation, who wanted to memorialize the uh, life of William McKnight, who was one of the founding executives of the 3M Corporation. And a South Dakota native, is that correct? He is, yep, yeah, from yeah. White, South Dakota. Okay. And so um, Governor Mickelson uh, kind of grabbed that and, and thought, you know, hey, this just fits great with what I want to do, and and what better way to have some money coming in to to kind of seed that project. So he took off, uh, gathered a group of um, folks, many who are still alive in our state, you know, Paul Christen, who is, um, you know, kind of a legend in itself, in himself. And um, they raised the money, the matching money, they needed to to raise um, $5 million. And so uh, they took off and, and raised that money very quickly. And that established the South Dakota Community Foundation in 1987. And that so, initial five million has grown into a pretty hefty sum at this point is, in time. It is right. We're we're a little over eight hundred million dollars. Fantastic. So yep, and that just means um, really great opportunities for nonprofits and communities in our state, and and um, we've had very great leadership through our board of directors and through our three uh, CEOs that we've had since founding. So the. The vision is to better South Dakota communities, primarily by going back to those nonprofits and to build a network within the communities. Is that somewhat accurate? <laughs> yes, it sure is. So we offer um, unrestricted grant making opportunities, and then we work with donors, individual donors, families, um, communities, church groups. Um, whatever, that want to find a perpetual revenue stream for their organizations or for their communities or just um, to support their passions. And so, um, you know, we have about 1,200 funds. And, um, you know, one of the really unique components of that is that community building. And we are in 84 communities across the state. And while those communities may not know very much about the South Dakota Community Foundation, they certainly know about the community foundation that is represented in their community. So they may not have a direct tie to the community foundation except for that named entity within their their local community. Right, right. And it's the... The original foundation was established by a challenge grant, and that's kind of how they've locally grown. They've... They found that template to work, so they have done that over and over again. Right, and and we have a special fund that um, that that actually seeds those challenges, and um, 
you know, in western South Dakota, we're in um, Spearfish, we're in Belfouche, uh, Faith, Sturgis, Lee Deadwood, um, Lemon, Midland, Phillip, Hill City. You know, just it's New Underwood. New Underwood's one of our newest. So, Are you able even to track what's happening in each of those communities any longer? Is the outreach oh, become? Oh, yeah. No, you, you are, okay. No, we are, yep. We have... Um, we have geographic representatives across the state. And okay. so for me, I'm out here in Western South Dakota. And so I work with the communities in this area and, um, you know, work with them on their grant making, work with them on their fundraising, work with them on maybe some community initiatives, um, whatever they need help with. That's what we do. So there's a board of directors then that determines how that's going to be allocated to those community foundations or once the community foundation is established they have a local board that dictates what those proceeds are used for they have local advisory councils and which is their local board and they make those decisions we do not want to micromanage what they do and we don't want to say who they should give to Um, we try to help them make good grant making decisions and make sure that the organizations that they're giving to and the projects that they are associated with a 501c3 nonprofit or a city, county, church, school, um, you know, something that meets those IRS guidelines. So we're the back office for them. Okay. Yep. I work for them. Can you share a handful of success stories, favorites you have that have done something really unique or something you really appreciate that might not happen every day? Well, you know, um, of course, I grew up in Sturgis, and so um, Sturgis is kind of near and dear to me. And um, they have done some really cool things over the years. Um, And they are now kind of focusing on bigger projects. And so much of what people see when they drive downtown Sturgis is partially a result of what that Sturgis Community Foundation, or the it's actually called the FIB Greater Sturgis okay. Fund. And so um, they raise their own money, they make their own decisions, and part of that decision that they made was, let's focus on economic development, let's revitalize our main street area, let's help those retailers and those merchants really do what they do best. So, so beautification projects or mm-hmm. something that you can. Sure. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, Hill City is one of the newer community foundations and they have had two grant making um, events and they have focused more on, um, you know, maybe um, more groups to give to mm-hmm. um, just kind of to help people see what they do. I think it's really important as the as a newer community foundation. We actually call them community savings accounts. Okay. Um, so our CSAs or community savings accounts, um, you know, I think it's important in their newly incepted state that they share the wealth. And instead of just giving to one organization a bigger grant, they have given to many others that they really feel um, exemplify that community spirit and organizations that are near and dear to them that they want to yeah. support. So, Do you see a learning curve within communities where they 
they start and they do several of those smaller projects and they understand the process. So then they start to grow that into bigger things like you saw in Sturgis. I think so. And in Spearfish, that's that's where they are right now okay. is they're looking, they're working on a big AED defibrillator project there. Okay. And so they've really enlisted the help of a lot of the, the um, community businesses to actually kind of sponsor a tower in those areas. And um, so that's kind of a cool project. I, I think it's just, um, you know, what the needs of that community are. Some will always want to give to many organizations versus just one. So I'm uh, maybe jumping horses here a little bit, but if someone, I'm going to back my question up here. You could you can give money directly to the community foundation at the state level, or you can choose to give it locally, or both. I assume. Yep. Um, how do people typically do they do they come to you or do they come to the? How do you find people finding success giving to the foundations? I guess. Is, well, um, you I made know, that question really hard, Beth. I'm no, sorry. no, 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 and and I'm probably going to go way around the mountain to get to the answer. But um, you know, we work with um, professional advisors. We work with uh, nonprofit organizations. We work with companies that want to make a difference, and so it's really individual. Um, oftentimes, uh, we have folks that are working on estate plans, and they may go to their accountant or they may go to their attorney and say, you know, I, I need to get this estate plan done. What do, you, what do you think we should do? And oftentimes, and we're very happy about this, they bring in that charitable discussion. Because I think what, what many people don't understand is you can help your family and you can help your community, and you can really help to support those organizations that you've supported throughout your your life, your professional life, and um, and it, that's so important because what happens is you know you work with Joe Jones, and he's always given to um, nonprofit X Y Z for 40 years and then he dies. And so that revenue stream for them dries up. But if he remembers them and, you know, has created this perpetual stream yeah. of giving, then they're, they're remembered forever. That, that's a unique tool you can use. And of course, I get to be involved lightly in some estate planning processes and you've, you've given me another Bullet to shoot, I guess, when we come to those conversations. Well, and Pioneer Bank has has done some pretty remarkable things for us. I mean, they were the kind of the the keeper of the envelope for a gentleman in Sturgis, Vern Jones, who um, he didn't have any children, and he loved what was going on in Sturgis and said, you know, I want to establish something upon my death that will provide long-time help and support to these groups. And so Pioneer Bank was, they were, they were the, the keeper for us. And it was, it was a very uh, joyous day when Dale Hansen called Stephanie Judson and said, you know, um, I have bad news and I have good news. <laughs> and the sad news is that Vern Jones passed away. Yeah. But the good news is, as you remember, he has remembered Sturgis and that 
community savings account in his forever giving. So he's able to leave an impression for years and years and years. Right. And, you know, it was a million and a half dollars to that community. And they, you know, can grant four and a half percent of that every year. As you move through people contacting you with the the heart to give to something like this, uh, do you have recent success stories you can share with us that are, are fun stories? I do. I have a really fun story, and it, it involves um, a couple that will listen to this podcast and um, has really watched what has happened in western South Dakota over the years, and that's the generosity of Jim and Janice Clarkson, now Spearfish residents, but um, spent a good deal of their life. They were high school sweethearts in Harding County and and got married and have spent their life together and um, came to our CEO, Stephanie Judson, and said, you know, I really want to do something. We really want to do something for Harding County. And we don't want to just give them money. We want to do something that will make them stronger and give them um, tools to succeed now and well into the future. And so they seeded a community savings account called Harding County Community Foundation with a $100,000 challenge gift. And the folks in Harding County, that advisory council has been tasked with raising another 100000 And when they get to that $200,000 mark, then the South Dakota Community Foundation kicks in another $50,000. So they will start their community foundation with $250,000. And they've got about $70,000 left to raise. And that is, that is such a cool story because um, not only have Jim and Janice said, this is what we want to do, but they are their biggest cheerleaders, too. What's well, a knowing Jim, I'm not all surprised he found a way to leverage something into, <laughs> into more for the community. Uh, thank you, Jim and Janice, for that generous structure. And uh, yeah, that knowing them, it, it's no surprise at all that they've done something like that. And then. Challenge the rest of us to to step up and and finish the the rest of it for them. That that's really neat. Any other topics you'd like to touch on before we sign off here, Beth? Uh, I think this is great. I um, you know, I'm I'm happy to meet people. I've um, I've been a Western South Dakota girl my almost my whole life, and. Um, Love the people out here, love working with these folks, love working in these communities and um, finding the South Dakota Community Foundation to work for has been just a real joy because I get to do so many cool things and um, meet people and I have a a tremendous um, respect for my boss who... um, has been with the foundation for 26 years and has done virtually everything for the foundation as far as every single role that has has been there 
And she is such a great representative of South Dakota. And it's so rewarding for people to see that. And they love her and love working with her. So making a difference can become addictive. And it is. <laughs> apparently it is. She's yes. found the addiction. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for your time and information. Uh, if someone listens to this and they too feel moved to do something, is there a better way to contact you? They can call me at 605-390-2690. That's my home phone, my work phone, um, my car phone. They can find me there. Leave a message, they'll find you. That's right, (laughs) yeah. Okay, well, this has been a local podcast with our guest, Beth Massa of the South Dakota Community Foundation. Beth, thank you very much for being on today. Yes, thank you so much. It's been fun.